2: locked on sports today
3: maybe they should rename the ap top 25 to the top sec schools and some other teams the astros currently pace the al and look like future pennant winners and the saints will be the nfc representative in the super bowl i'm peter Bukowski. starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports you're locked on sports today
2: Searching all major sports. sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: After a wild finish to college football weekend, the new AP poll has eight SEC teams in the top 25. Unbelievable. Tennessee back in the mix. Florida jumps up into the top 15. Joining me now from Locked On SEC, Chris Gordy. And and Chris, I want to ask you about Florida versus Arkansas for a second because Arkansas came into the weekend a ranked opponent. They essentially don't move after beating Cincinnati, a team that was ranked, that we thought was good. Meanwhile, Florida, who we did not think was going to be great, uh, comes in and beats a a seventh ranked Utah team and they shoot up all the way to the top. Why why the difference in how the AP is treating these two teams?
0: It's interesting. I mean, you know, I think, we look at Vegas odds a lot sometimes, and I don't know how much the AP does, but, you know, Arkansas was a game they were expected to beat Cincinnati. That's a Cincinnati team that lost Mike Dembrock, lost Sauce Gardner, lost Desmond Ritter. They lost a lot of key pieces that were part of their playoff team. Uh, still very well coached. Luke Fickle's got a good bunch, but I think it was a game with Arkansas having Sam Pittman there and bringing back K.J. Jefferson and bringing back a lot of pieces. I think it was a game that everybody expected Arkansas to win, and, you know, they – hung on and ran the ball out and one by one score. And so it was a good win. I don't know how eye-popping impressive it was, but Florida's was eye-popping and impressive because of what Anthony Richardson did. And I saw, you know, even bet online has got the, uh, you know, Heisman odds on Anthony Richardson went, went from 40 to 1 to 14 to 1 in just one week. So wow. uh, to show how impressive he has been uh, or he was in this Billy Napier offense, and it's only going to get better. You know, everybody knows Travis Atien Well, his brother Trevor Atien. Played his first college game. He looks super impressive, and you've got that RPO uh, offense going. With you know, ATN could take the ball and, and run with it, and Naquan Wright, and then uh, you know, Anthony Richardson could just pull it, keep it, and run off, off to the to the edge and, and beat you up the field. It's a dangerous, dangerous offense. And so, yeah, Florida very impressive. Look, Utah got down to the goal line and took an interception for Florida to seal the win. Otherwise, we're talking about oh, close loss for Florida, and Utah remains uh, you know undefeated. But Nice win for Florida and a good win for Arkansas. But you're right. The voters are not giving Arkansas enough credit for that win.
3: We know Alabama and Georgia and you and I are going to have, look, plenty of time over the course of the next three, four months to talk about how great those teams are, how great they can be. But right now, I think it's really important to celebrate Kentucky at 20, Ole Miss 22, and Tennessee. Tennessee has been a disaster for a decade and they're showing some signs of life here. What from these non-blue blood programs in the SEC are you seeing that you think is important right now?
0: Well, week two is is a uh, big boy put your pants on week uh, for a lot of teams. you know uh, Alabama is is going to Texas, and it's a hostile environment. I know they're about a three touchdown favorite, but it still is is a rough toad, uh, road test that. You know Alabama doesn't necessarily get into early in the season, but you know Tennessee's got a monster game at Pitt this weekend. We saw Pitt in Week One. Keaton Slovis looked really good. I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome shootout game. Might be the last team with the ball wins it. Uh, Kentucky gets their first true test. They got to go to the swamp. To Florida, who just beat top ten Utah, now Kentucky's got to go there, and Kentucky showed some big weaknesses on that offensive line this past week in their win over Miami of Ohio. So they got to protect Will Levis and keep him standing upright. Uh, Ole Miss was a mixed bag; defense looked good, run game looked good, uh, but man, the quarterback is still a, a weird situation. They started Jackson Dart; he looked okay. They're going to start Luke Altmeyer this weekend against Central Arkansas. See what they have in him. May the best man win. Then they're going to name their starter for the rest of the year. But, yeah, still some things to figure out with some of these other teams. But, like I said, week two has already put your big boy pants on because there's some big matchups this week.
3: Stay up to date on this season in the SEC by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On SEC podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, will anyone in the American League be able to take down the Astros?
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: If you haven't tried Built Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's truly great joys. And the new cookie dough flavor is out of this world. They've done it again. I had one yesterday. I've been alternating between that and the brownie batter puff. What they are able to do with these puffs is truly remarkable. It's collagen protein, so your body absorbs it faster. They infuse it into marshmallow, and then they cover the thing in 100% real chocolate. It is all the joys of eating foods you love without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's good for you. 160 calories and just 15 grams of protein in the cookie dough chunk puff. These things are everything you could want from a taste perspective, plus everything you could want from a protein bar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: The city of Chicago previously proposed a domed upgrade for Soldier Field in order to keep the Chicago Bears at their longtime home. That was a plan the Bears were not willing to break their deal with Arlington Park to go for. Now the Bears have their own plan. Tuesday, the Bears announced plans for development of the 326-acre Arlington Park property, which includes the construction of, among other things, a domed stadium. In what the organization is calling one of the largest development projects in Illinois state history, the Bears envision building a multi-purpose entertainment district anchored by a new best-in-class, enclosed stadium, providing Chicagoland with a new home worthy of hosting global events such as the Super Bowl, college football playoff, and Final Four. Sounds like the Bears really will be moving in the future. Just maybe not yet on the field. We'll have to catch up to that part of it. Former Kansas City Chief Assistant Britt Reed is scheduled to enter a guilty plea on Monday to felony driving while intoxicated, causing serious injury after a 2021 car crash that seriously injured a five-year-old girl. Reed, the son of Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reed, faces up to seven years in prison, the Kansas City Star reported. Police said Reed was intoxicated and speeding when he hit two parked cars on an entrance ramp near Arrowhead Stadium in February 2021. The girl suffered a traumatic brain injury. Court records show Reed was driving about 84 miles per hour shortly before the collision and had a blood alcohol level of 0.113 hours before the crash. Remember the legal limit, 0.08. On a much more lighthearted note, if you cover LSU, do not show up late to a Brian Kelly press conference.
0: With that, we'll uh, we'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the the weekend um that's usually ten dollars um, that we've put in the kitty um for we'll, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think it has anything to do with winning i think it has to do with being on
3: time this guy <laughs> i don't even know what to do with this guy at this point the Sixers are beginning to use that money that James Harden saved them. Free agent center Montrez Harrell is signing a two-year, $5.2 million deal with Philadelphia. It brings toughness to a team that's been in search of it this offseason. Harrell was the NBA sixth man of the year for the 2019-2020 season when he was with the LA Clippers under then head coach Doc Rivers and assistant Sam Cassell. Both now in Philly. The deal includes a player option for the 2023-2024 season. Harrell joins a Sixers team that ranked 28th in bench scoring a year ago, trailing only Chicago and Toronto. And the Chicago Cubs had a good night at the friendly confines against the Cincinnati Reds.
4: Just an absolutely perfect day at Wrigley Field. Perfect night, I should say. Cubs beat the Reds 9-3. Pitching prospect Hayden Wisniewski. The guy the Cubs got in the Scott Efros trade just about a month ago came in and threw five shutout innings, striking out eight, getting his first major league win in his major league debut, featured a great slider, awesome stuff. Seiya Suzuki hit a big home run. Morell and Madrigal had big hits. It was just the exact type of game you want when you are not contending in September and you are looking ahead to 2023. Uh, Guys that are going to be on the 2023 roster contributing, making it fun. Uh, This was just overall a really fun night to be a Cubs fan. Hopefully they could uh, continue this stretch, the rest of this homestand. They got Cincinnati for two more and then the Giants. But uh, enjoy tonight. What a job by Wisniewski.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: For months, the Yankees were the talk of the American League. Then the L.A. Dodgers became a killing machine week in and week out, uh, and, and they're going to zoom past 100 games, it looks like. And maybe while you were sleeping, the Houston Astros not only retook the American League, but have now opened up a sizable lead over the Yankees. Joining me now, Brett Chancy from Locked On Astros. And, and Brett, we, we know this Astros team has plenty of talent, but how are they able to not only close this gap, but then zoom past what looked like by far the best team in baseball through the first half or so of the season.
1: Well, the key has been pitching. I mean, mean, hands down, you know, you can't deny what the Yankees have and Aaron judge and Stanton and those guys on that side of the diamond, but what the Astros have with Justin Verlander coming back, being a top Cy Young candidate and with him on the IL with Shane McClanahan on the aisle, you have Frember Valdez who has snuck into, I think, the Cy Young conversation the starting pitchers have the most um innings started per start than any team in the major leagues wow. so that is a recipe for success coupled by an offense that has the ability to put up double digit runs um that right there has been a formula and a recipe for success they're right now at 81 and 50, or 87 and 48 as we talk that matches their record pace that they set their record for their club in with 107 wins so at 87 and 48, they're looking pretty good.
3: Yeah, and, and this is a team that has taken some some talent hits. Um, some of their big-name players have left. You mentioned Justin Verlander um, has been a, been a big part of this. He continues to defy father time. Jose Altuve also uh, in his 30s now and and still just absolute nails at the plate. Uh, when it comes to what this team is going to look like in the postseason, how do you like the matchup with – the Yankees, and then eventually, potentially, Mets, Dodgers, et cetera?
1: You know, I think, they, I think they match up really well. I think they have the advantages for us starting pitching. I mean, we saw it during the regular season. I know a couple of their pitchers were out when they played them last, but they handled them and the Mets very well. They only lost a couple games, and they were really two walk-offs away, two innings away from actually sweeping the Yankees as well as the Mets. What you will see going into the playoff right now with Justin Verlander on the I.L., they're not being very transparent about when his return is. Hmm. There's speculation that it might be through the regular season. It could possibly put him out of the ALDS if things don't progress the way they are. This is purely speculation on my part. There's no inside source here. But even if he's not there, you've got Lance McCullers who looks strong. You've got Fred Valdez, and you've got a choice of Jose Arquiti. Luis Garcia, and Christian Javier. And who knows? I don't know if Hunter Brown's going to make the playoff roster, but this kid came in and looked like JV 2.0 coming in. Um, I do want to say this real quick with Jose Altuve, and we can get to him in a second if you want, but he's changed his approach. He said he fell in love with the long ball, and he realized that wasn't the way. He wanted a higher OPS. His goal was a 900 OPS, and he's Got an OPS of 906 right now, I think, currently. Might be off a few points here or there. But he's hitting opposite field stuff. He is using the whole field. And he has started looking like a younger MVP LTV like he was a few years ago.
3: Keep up with the playoff run of the Houston Astros by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Astros podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Saints will win the NFC
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today. With the NFL season kicking off, Sleeper is climbing the charts with over 4 million users. They just launched a slew of new features, including... Their new Overrunners integrated fantasy game—the first sports game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via Overunder itself, but you can also do so through the fantasy leagues matchup screen. I already use Sleeper for my fantasy league. You probably do too, and if you don't, you should. It's better than whatever app you're using, and then you can play their great overunder game where you pick a player or more and you decide. If their rushing yards, for example, are going to go over or under. Same thing with basketball or baseball. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you're putting in. Those payouts, you're not getting anywhere else, not even close in a lot of cases. Sleeper is trying to get you paid with their new over-under game. And again, it's right in the app. Go on your mobile phone and join our listener group on Sleeper sleeper.com slash locked on today. And sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash locked on today. And you'll get a $100, op- 100. That's sleeper.com slash locked on today. And you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper's terms of use for details. As locked on NFL looks ahead to the 2022 season, which begins tomorrow. It's bold prediction time. Tony Wiggins went really bold with his prediction and James Rapine was not having any of it. Tony sees the Saints as a Super Bowl contender. I actually got through the sentence. Amazing. I think the Saints have the best
5: chance. And because of that, I'm predicting them to go to the Super Bowl out of the
4: NFC. Oh, my God. That. We kind of got into this last week, and I thought you were going to come to your senses. No. You had seven days, seven days to come to your senses. <clears throat> All right? That's a lot of hours. That's over 200 hours you had to think about it, to to pray on it if, if you wanted to, uh, to talk to whoever, including Ross Jackson. I'm not buying that. And I think the Saints roster is really good. And I like Jarvis Landry. I covered him. I like Chris Olave. I think he's a nice addition. Michael Thomas, who knows? Maybe he's got some juice left. We know what Alvin Kamara is. It's a quarterback league. And I love that defense too, but it's a quarterback league. And Jameis Winston is most known in the NFL for a 30 for 30. 30 picks, 30 tutties. I'm not saying he can't make big plays. But he's gonna have a lot of mistakes and stub his toe plenty. I'm not buying Super Bowl hype for the New Orleans Saints. But go ahead, state your case. Go in, go in. I'm not buying this. I am selling this bold prediction all day long, but go ahead.
5: We know he can make plays. Oh, here we go. When we talk about James. No, you just admitted mm-hmm. it. He can make plays, but he makes his share of mistakes. I don't think I don't I don't think playmaking. Comes with getting older, but I do think being smarter and not making mistakes can actually come from age and experience. I anticipate James is not going to make as many mistakes as he's made in the past, and that's why I'm making this prediction. I also think that a big part of being a quarterback is do your people believe in you, and I think they do. I think James has worked hard. I think he's in the best shape of his life. He looks he looks thin which I probably need to try to figure out what the, what the hell he's doing. But he, he also had that laser surgery, I heard. And I heard he's not squinting anymore. And uh, he's comfortable. And he knows this is his team. And this is a year that he needs to play well in order if he's going to get some big money. We've seen guys, man. This, I, I know I'm going to go back in the day when I do this. So I'm going to name two people. We've seen guys like Jim Plunkett and Rich Gannon get the best out of themselves after their 27 28th birthday. Those guys had almost like MVP seasons, and Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls after being a total mm-hmm. absolute bust when he first yeah. started. We, we've just seen older guys. Vinny, Vinny Testaverde. He, he didn't live up to his hype when he came. But we've seen these older Chris Chandler. I, I'm naming a bunch of guys, dudes that were high picks. Don't be rubbing your face. Look up when I'm talking to you, man. You sitting there rubbing oh, your no, face. No, don't, don't come at me like, like
4: that. Like, I see you acting like you, like you got a headache. Of, like I'm James the one with high blood Winston. pressure. Yes, I am. I'm going to have high blood pressure after this. In fact, I'm going to have to schedule a physical and make sure I check in with the doc. You're buying stock in Jameis Winston. You're naming Rich Gannon like Jameis Winston is an MVP candidate. What? What? No, 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 no. Listen look.
3: This is madness. This is just straight madness. I love Tony. This is wild. They just traded one of their best defensive players on a defense that just lost two more of their best defensive players in that secondary. And Cam Jordan, not going to be doing this forever at a high level. Demario Davis, not going to be doing this forever at a high level. Marshawn Lattimore is a terrific corner, but an injury risk. And oh yeah, Jameis Winston is the quarterback. He has not played a full season in several years. And in the NFC, he's got to go beat Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, even Jalen Hurts, How are you betting on Jameis Winston against those guys, especially without Sean Payton? This is madness. Tony, you're my guy. This is wild. Wild. And finally, position player pitching usually means rough things for a team. The Tigers were down 9 0 to the Angels and decided to bring in utility man Cody Clemens to finish out the game. Clemens is not a pitcher. Even though his dad is multiple Cy Young Award winner, Roger Clemens, ever heard of him? This was the sixth emergency appearance he's made this year, though, and he did something even his dad would be proud of. He got his first career strikeout. And he didn't just strike out anybody. He got Shohei Otani looking. It's a tradition for a rookie pitcher to keep the ball from his first strikeout. And even though Cody is no pitcher, He made sure to keep that one. After the game, Otani even signed the ball for him. Awesome. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, we break down the first NFL regular season game of the year between the Rams and the Bills. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.